the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here we go again. Two Wisconsin police officers are on leave while the state investigates the shooting of another unarmed black man. I'm sure you've seen this by now. It happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin yesterday. The guy's name who was shot is Jacob Blake. He's 29 years old. He's in serious condition, the last we heard. Uh, and that could have changed. I haven't checked in a little bit here. But maybe you've seen the video. Uh, the cops were not getting cooperation from Blake. It started with some kind of a domestic abuse with a couple of women who were fighting. Uh, apparently, Blake was involved maybe in, in breaking it up. But he was seen following a woman into the house after she had been fighting with the other woman. And when Blake came out, the cops confronted him, and he was not cooperative, which is the first uh, mistake that people make. Uh, they kept telling him to stop, and he walked toward his car, opened the door, and reached in. That's when the cops shot him seven times in the back. That, of course, looks really bad, but we don't know what the cops saw. What did they see? What was he reaching for? We don't know. And things looked a lot different several weeks after the original video of the George Floyd incident caused riots. The body cam videos put that in a totally different light. But it was, what, two months later. Things looked a lot different several weeks after the original video of that uh, Floyd incident caused those riots. And the body cams, they just put it in a totally different light. Uh, I mean, just, to one, just totally different. And after seeing the entire video, it's to the, to the point that it's, it's hard to imagine Derek Chauvin being convicted of murder when you see what happened from the beginning to the end. There are some similarities in this case. Uh, right now it looks very bad for the cops, and we've already seen major rioting in Wisconsin, and there's no reason to expect that to calm down. Tony Evans, a Democrat, is the governor of Wisconsin, He's called out the National Guard. 128 of them will be there in Kenosha tonight. And you can bet that the cops in this case who have been uh, put on leave have already been declared guilty by most people in America, especially Democratic politicians. Jacob Blake is about to become a household word, probably, like George Floyd. Now, he also has a history of uh, gun crime, and there was a warrant out for his arrest from July 7th. There were accusations of misdemeanor criminal trespass to a dwelling with domestic abuse, felony uh, third-degree sexual assault with domestic abuse, and misdemeanor disorderly conduct with domestic abuse. He also has a history of violence and gun use, including pulling a gun at a bar and resisting arrest and causing injury to a police officer. Now, my question would be, and I have no idea what the answer is, were these cops made aware of who they were dealing with uh, before they got on the scene or after they, shortly after they got there? Would the dispatcher have warned them of this guy's past problems with a gun and the cops if he had been identified by the people who called 911? If so, the cops on the scene were not going to have a whole lot of patience with him opening the car door and reaching in. That's a good way to get shot anyway. Cops aren't required to wait to be shot by someone who's not complying. But riots don't wait for nuance. Um, all anybody knows now is that a black man who seemed to be unarmed was shot in the back by white cops. That's a formula for some big trouble. Keith Ellison, the attorney general of Minnesota, he's the one who waited several weeks before he released the body cam video from the cops involved in that George Floyd incident. You know, it might help if whatever video is available from Blake's shooting, other than what's been seen by more than 2 million people to this point, uh, it would be nice if that would be made available to the media as soon as possible. In the meantime... Get ready for riots. That might be a subject, by the way, this week at the Republican convention, which started today. And when we come back, we're going to talk to the press secretary of the Trump 2020 campaign, Hogan Gidley. Stick around. Hey, 
Hey, John Steigerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now it comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. And it's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 716 Retirement is something you only want to do once. At Dugos Financial Group, John Dugos has spent 33 years helping clients plan wisely with the hope and the goal that they never have to work again unless they want to. As owner of Dugos Financial Group and a registered representative with an independent financial services firm, John offers an objective review of your portfolio and life insurance plan at no cost. Like most, you may be surprised just how much risk you're currently exposed to. If you're concerned about the current state of our economy and market volatility, you should know there are secure investment vehicles designed to protect your principal from downside risk and provide upside potential. They're designed to offer a lifetime of income to last all retirement long. Call 724-327-2601 for a complimentary analysis or visit dugosfinancial.com. Dugos Financial Group and Fortune Financial Services are separate entities. Securities offered through Fortune Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yep. Well, today is uh, day one of the Republican National Convention in Charlotte. And shockingly enough, President Trump accepted the nomination today. Hogan Gidley is the press secretary of the Trump 2020 campaign, and he joins us now. Hogan, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. So I know that uh, Sean Parnell, local congressional candidate, I, I believe he's speaking tonight, um, and a lot of people around here will be interested to see that, but, but what else should we be expecting tonight? What, what are the highlights to be expecting? Oh, always a surprise or two. I mean, if anyone knows something about uh, 
you know, putting on a good performance uh, yeah. and, or producing a good show, it's Donald Trump, obviously, with a very successful uh, apprentice program for quite some time. Yeah. But uh, the fact is, we're going to have a, a presidential engagement every single day. You saw he showed up in Charlotte in person to uh-huh. um, to uh, accept the nomination there. I thought that was a very interesting thing. The media uh, weren't expecting that. Neither were the attendees. So that's that's one little surprise. There'll be others. Uh, tonight's going to be... Um, you know, part of the theme of our of our honoring America's you know uh, heroes, our, our opportunities, our it's the land of promise, the land of greatness, all the things that this president's going to be talking about tonight's going to be a great way to kick it off. Senator Tim Scott's going to be speaking, obviously Nikki Haley too, and and while we do have some elected officials, it's important to note that our can our our convention is going to be squarely focused on real people, those who fled socialism those who've had their lives affected in a positive way by this president. So um, you, you can see some surprises along the way, but I have to note that one of the biggest differences in our convention versus that of the Democrats is the fact that we're going to be talking about how wonderful this country actually is. That It's a beacon of hope. It's a beacon of goodness, of mercy, of, of comfort, of strength across this planet. And when you compare and contrast that, to what the Democrats did for four days of telling everyone that this country is not just inherently evil, but it's the cause of so many of the world's problems. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be markedly different. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. What the biggest difference will be that that will be the biggest differences in tone, uh, I'm sure. But uh, what about the differences in presentation? Well, some of the things we'll be doing will be in person. Uh, you saw some of that today too. Uh, yeah. I'm just so sick and tired of Democrats telling us uh, you can't go vote in person. It's too dangerous, but you can go get a you know $5 latte at Starbucks. You, right. you can't vote in person. You can't meet in person, even if you follow the guidelines, uh, but you can go protest and burn down churches uh, and loot and riot in the streets. Like uh, Enough is enough, and, and, and you can do this the right way. You can socially distance. All those people were checked today. So, so I think that's just one of the misnomers we're going to try and beat back to. It just shows a difference in, in where we are and in the mentality. I mean, just the other day, Joe Biden made the point that he, if the medical experts came to him and said shut down the country, he'd shut down the country again and then blames the president for the economic woes of COVID. <laughs> it's COVID that caused the economic damage. You can't blame that on Donald Trump. And then on top of that, you said you'd shut down the country again. I mean, it's absolutely insane. So we're going to point out quite a few differences because there are quite a few differences. Yeah, people seem to forget that, uh, I mean, I'm sure that Donald Trump voters know this, but the media uh, seem to uh, forget to mention that Joe Biden called uh, Donald Trump a xenophobe and a racist for shutting down travel from China. And then in March, I think uh, uh, Donald Trump shut down the travel in late January, if I'm not mistaken. And... Um, in as late as March, Joe Biden was still having ri- rallies for, for, in his primary and, campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, you know, it was it was this president when you, you, you hit the nail on the head, called him xenophobic racist when he shut down travel. Remember, Donald Trump mentioned coronavirus in the State of the Union speech and Nancy Pelosi tore it to shreds. Yep. Um, he was shutting down the country. Nancy Pelosi was out with no mask, mind you telling the people of California to go enjoy Chinatown, stay out. It's what we should yep. be doing. Joe Biden did the same thing. Governor Cuomo did the same thing. Everyone was late to this except for this president. He was taking bold, decisive action. Also, remember something else that was going on in January, February? A little thing called impeachment. Have you even heard <laughs> that word mentioned? No, in it's the last funny. It's, four days of the yeah. Democratic Convention? And why is that? Because it would also expose the fact, not only was it just purely political, but it remind people this president was acting while they were focusing on politics. It's hard to imagine what would what would be uh, the point of discussion right now, or what would be the the thing most talked about right now if the virus hadn't shown up. Would, would we still be talking about impeachment? Would, would they have found something else? Would they or would they have uh, been harping on the fact that he should have been impeached? Because if if the economy had stayed the way it was, no reason to believe it wouldn't, if not for the shutdown. Then what would they have had if they didn't have the virus? Oh, nothing. I mean, they have nothing. They have no economy that they can talk about that's any good. And as, as we're starting to rebuild the economy, and you see three job, uh, three three months of consecutive job growth growth that has broken records, nine million jobs. And Joe Biden says, "Great, we might shut the country back down." 
oh, and I'm going to also put a $4 trillion tax increase on top of you, too. I mean, it's lunacy to think about what they would do to the economy. And as I like to say, you don't have to guess how the economy would look under Joe Biden. You know, you saw it for eight years. You saw the depressed wages. You saw 60,000 manufacturing plants closed. You saw 850,000 jobs go away because of his NAFTA position. You saw all that. So we know where Joe Biden stands and what his economy would do. And we also know the president rebuilt it once and he can do it again. Well, uh, we're talking to uh, Hogan Gidley. He is the uh, secretary, press secretary of the Trump 2020 campaign. So just as you're uh, starting the week, uh, Hogan, there's another viral video of what appears to be an unarmed black man being shot by police. Uh, I sent this case out in Wisconsin. How will the Republicans' uh, message be different from the Democrats on that issue? And will that was is that going to be? I, I got a feeling we're going to see some more riots over this. Uh, it could, especially with the opportunity to do it and disrupt the, the Republican uh, convention. But how will the Republicans' uh, message differ from the Democrats on that one? Well, a couple of things. Um, anybody who has experienced excessive force or police brutality. Um, that's a serious problem, but, um, you know, we understand 99.9% of all police officers, law enforcement are all great men and women who put their lives on the line every single day. Democrats think they're inherently racist and they're all evil. Um, that's a significant difference, obviously in the, in the ways we, we look at things. Um, that being said, we've pushed for police reform. The president has done that. Um, calling on, on uh, um, you know, offices across this country uh, to, to do a better job. We put out some guidelines on that, too. Uh, but at the same time, you'll notice Democrats didn't say a word about the, the death and destruction going on in some of our major cities. And to make that more ironic, all of these cities are controlled by Democrats. They didn't even talk about the fact that people are being kicked unconscious in the middle of the street. They're not talking about all of the riots uh, the looting, the, 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 the buildings being burned. They're not talking about any of that. And, and so to, to have control of the mic for four days and not talk about how your Democrat-controlled cities are somehow going to be uh, brought back uh, you know, into, into something that's peaceful um, is shocking, and it's because they like the chaos. They'd rather it be chaotic because then um, you know, they can blame the president for it. But, but it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. And, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to make sure everyone knows this upcoming week that uh, this president's about law and order. He's about safety and security because our families deserve protection from the government. I mean, Lord knows they overreach enough, uh, at, you know, at the federal level. It's time for them to do something they're actually supposed to do, which is protect those who can't protect themselves. Yeah, and um, the interesting thing will be here is um – if the how long it will take for the body cam? I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. How, how long it'll take for the the body cam video to be released? Because the George Floyd incident sure looked different after we saw the body cams that were withheld for like two months before they leaked out. I don't even know if we would have seen them at this point uh, if they hadn't leaked out. Keith Ellison, the uh, the attorney general there, kept them under wraps. Um, but this thing is going to be uh, this guy's name. Uh, Jacob Blake is going to become a household word, and I, I, the media, you know, are going to be all over this, and they're going to have the cops uh, found guilty. I'm, well, I'm sure they're found guilty already, but that, that's the way it's going to be. Oh, of course they will. Uh, they don't wait for the facts to come out. We know that. Um, they, they just rather soon have the narrative. We've seen that time and time again, and a lot of times that narrative's proven to be false. Um, you know you know the amount of shootings we've had um, for African-Americans this year. Um, those are the types of things I think that the media just, just love to push because they have the same agenda, I think, as, as obviously the left and Joe Biden and, and, and that whole crew. So, it, look, it's going to be a whole lot different. Uh, this, this party, this president, he reveres the men and women of law enforcement. Um, if someone has done something, like I said, that breaks the law, then they should be tried and they should be punished. It doesn't give you the right to go out to the streets and start to uh, destroy property because of it. It just doesn't. And so, um, look, I I think those are significant conversations to have, and I think you're going to see some of the the, the folks this week uh, from our convention actually having those conversations. Now, you guys, uh, and I'm talking to uh, Hogan Gidley of the uh, Republican uh, Party. He's the press secretary of the Trump 2020 campaign. You guys made a point to 
um, release what your platform is, what your agenda is going to be, what you're going to be pushing for, um, you know, uh, a couple of days ago. But what are the big ticket items that the president will focus on in his speech? What's it, what's going to be his main focus? Well, obviously, I'm not going to get too far ahead of the president, right, right. but I can tell you this. Um, his main focus is going to be the American people, pure and simple. He wants to protect them. He wants to make sure that um, they have uh, jobs to go to, for example. He wants to make sure that they understand j- not just what he has done to make their lives better, but that what he wants to do to make sure that their peace and prosperity continues on in the next four years and beyond. So uh, it's going to be very uplifting. It's going to be unifying. It's going to be patriotic. That's who we are as a party. That's who he is personally. It's who he is as a president as well. And so I expect, um, you know, a, a really, really good, a good speech uh, full of full of great information, but also reasons why he should be reelected. I mean, Joe mm-hmm. Biden has been in office for half of a century. They couldn't tell me one thing in those four days as to why he should be elected. They told me they hated Donald Trump. I get that. And they told me they thought Joe Biden was nice. Well, that's good, too. My my granddad's nice. He shouldn't be in the White House, I mean, other than just a visit. So, yeah. so you know, that their narratives weren't pushing a record of accomplishments because Joe Biden has none. Now, um, my, one of my favorite issues is uh, school choice, and that seems to be a big issue now because of all the kids being forced to miss school and um, the inconsistencies with who's going back and who isn't. Uh, that's become a big issue, school choice. Do you know any of the specifics of the president's plan? Because he seems to have made a point to mention that issue quite a bit in the last few weeks. Uh, he he will outline some issues with that uh, in the speech. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain there are a lot of issues he's going to touch on that affect you know African American communities predominantly, like criminal justice reform, like the opportunity zones that were so successful in the inner cities, like school choice. Uh, like funding for the HBCUs, the historically black colleges and universities, something that wasn't ever done at the level it's being done now because of this president. So those are the types of things you're going to hear uh, in the speech. And, and as I said, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be vintage Donald Trump. I'm, I'm excited to see it play out. I'm excited for the American people to see it and, and making the case for why this country is great and why it can, why it can uh, stay great and how it can be even better uh, with another term. I saw a story today that said about a third of the delegates to the Democratic convention did not vote to approve the platform. Uh, do you think it was too radical or not radical enough for that third? It's like a, like a thousand of them. Yeah, if you're going to try and get me to, to guess what in the world Democrats are doing, yeah. we're going to have an odd odd segment here. I, I, can't, I can't predict or guess what, what or why they do the things they do. I can just say this. Joe Biden is clearly now an empty vessel. He's been filled by the radical agenda items of of the Ilhan Omar's, Rashida Tlaib's, Bernie Sanders. I mean, no more fracking, no more energy production, uh, defunding the police, uh, abolishing the police. Some people want to do as well. Um, you know, the Green New Deal that would crush 10 million energy jobs just right off the bat. Uh, those are the types of things that, that the radical fringes of the party used to embrace. And now they're being embraced by everyone, uh, Joe Biden included. So it's something he's going to have to answer for sooner or later. Uh, and we're going to make him do it. I got one minute, uh, Hogan, and I'm up against a hard break. Um, are we going to see more live human beings uh, listening to the speeches this week than we did last week? Again, not going to get too far ahead of it. I can just tell you, you can expect some more live audiences. You can expect, expect some surprises. And it looks like, um, you know, look, the crowds, um, you know, doing it the right way, doing it socially distanced, doing it in a safe manner is important. And I think that, um, honestly, uh, when this when this thing comes back around uh, to to uh, to to get people actually out there and supporting the president, uh, it, it kind of proves the point that people are enthusiastic. They want to get out there and vote for this man. They want to get out there and support him. The numbers of people registering as Republicans far outweigh those of Democrats because we have a great candidate with the best message. Hogan, thanks. (laughs) With SRN News, I'm John Scott. At least three huge Northern California fires burning around the San Francisco Bay Area, but the weather has given firefighters a break today. Fire commanders reporting more humid conditions and less wind. So far, more than 600 wildfires statewide have burned more than 1.2 million acres. 
The death toll has reached seven since those fires broke out. In Charlotte, North Carolina, Republicans have formally nominated President Trump for re-election as the RNC got underway today. One of President Trump's longest-serving advisors, Kellyanne Conway, says she'll be leaving the White House at the end of the month. Conway was the president's campaign manager during the stretch run of the 2016 race. Stocks finishing higher today. The Dow gained 378 points. The Nasdaq ahead 67. The S&P was up 34. This is SRN News. This is the Entertainment Answer. What is my streaming pick of the week? Well, it has to be the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. Journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim Mahoney, who has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events, interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Now, to see patterns of evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MOVIE for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com to watch Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. Dennis Prager explains why Kamala Harris is no moderate. Guess how much she wants the government to spend in the next 10 years. New spending, $46 trillion. She supports the economically ruinous Green New Deal. She supports Medicare for All. And the New York Times says she's a, she's a moderate. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Two separate accidents causing some headaches for motorists here. One is on the Parkway West inbound where we have a big tie-up still with us. Rosalind Farms Road on through Carnegie, but it is getting marginally better. The accident itself has been moved off to the side. One off to the side as well on the Parkway East jamming is solid inbound. It's right after the Edgewood-Swissville area, so definitely an area you might want to avoid there. And that's a look at traffic. I'm Eric Herr. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Tonight, mainly clear and humid, low 69. Humid tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sun. An afternoon thunderstorm at a couple of spots, high 86. Wednesday, humid with clouds and sunshine, high 85. Thursday, clouds and sunshine, high 89. Friday, plenty of clouds, high 82. With your Accurate Forecast, I'm Brian May. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, let's talk a little bit about Sweden. Uh, I saw this today, um, and this is from a doctor in Sweden. 
Now, I was having a little discussion uh, on Twitter with uh, Mike DeCourcy, actually, who's been a guest on this show and a good guy. He's a, actually a, a sports writer. I've had him on for a couple of different reasons, talking about uh, issues in sports. He uh, works for the Sporting News and SportingNews.com. But I, uh, he, was, he and I had a little disagreement about uh, whether Sweden is a good country to point to as uh, an example of what we should have been doing here. And Sweden had a lot of deaths. And uh, compared to some of the other Scandinavian, uh, Scandinavian countries, they had a lot more. But they also um, are now over with it. That's uh, done. There, there's a doctor here saying that COVID is done in Sweden. And uh, this, is, this guy's name is uh, Sebastian Rushworth. And it's his own words. He says he, he's prefacing it by saying that this is entirely anecdotal. And it's based on his experience uh, working as a doctor in the emergency room. Uh, it's one of the big hospitals in Stockholm. And it's also based on his uh, living as a citizen in Sweden. And he says uh, Sweden is perhaps the country that has taken the most relaxed attitude toward the COVID pandemic, unlike other companies, uh, countries. He, said, he says uh, Sweden never went into complete lockdown. Non-essential businesses have remained open. People have continued to go to cafes and restaurants. Children have remained in school, and very few people have bothered with a, with face masks in public. That sounds like Shangri-La. It's heaven. Did you get that? Non-essential businesses have remained open. People have continued to go to cafes and restaurants. That sounds like uh, something that you can't. It's, it's hard to even imagine doing it. Uh, children have remained in school, and people haven't haven't been bothered with masks. Uh, he says, COVID hit Stockholm like a storm in mid-March. One day I was seeing people with appendicitis and kidney stones, uh, the normal things you see in the emergency room. The next day, all those patients were gone, and the only thing coming into the hospital was COVID. Then he says, after a few months, all the COVID patients disappeared. It is now four months since the start of the pandemic, and I haven't seen a single COVID patient in over a month. Now listen to that. This guy hasn't, he's a doctor at a major hospital. He hasn't seen a single COVID patient, patient in a month. He was seeing nothing but them a few months ago. And Sweden did not go through what we're going through here with shutting everything down. And they took a lot of criticism for it. And by the way, the, the, the 6,000 deaths, uh, I looked it up yesterday. I think I might have it here. Um, I'll get to it in a second. I, I, I think I have the numbers in uh, in Sweden that of the people who um, of people who died. That they were the 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 numbers were mostly seventy or older, or eighty or older, and even ninety or older. It was like of the six thousand deaths. I think four thousand and plus were of people uh, over seventy. And I think the numbers were like uh, 300 people under 70 had died, or maybe might have been under 65 in the entire country. Um, that's that's amazing. Here it is. Oh, oh these are survival uh, rates based on uh, estimates of in the United States. The survival rate is uh, under 18 is 99.997 percent. If you're under 18. If you're under 30, it's 99.993. Under 40, it's 99.985. And if you're under 85, it's still 99.73%. So anyway, that's where we are in the U.S. But uh, he says here, all the COVID, uh, COVID patients disappeared, and it's now four months since the start of the pandemic. He hasn't seen a single COVID patient. Uh, at the peak three months back, 100 people were dying a day of COVID in Sweden. Dying, not getting the disease, dying. A country with a population of 10 million. We are now down to around five people dying per day in the entire country. And that number continues to drop. Did you hear that? Five people per day in the entire country of Sweden. They had no lockdown. Non-essential businesses remained open. People continue to go to cafes and restaurants. Still, children have remained in school. Now, if this is happening now, the uh, the, the the idea that uh, you got Joe Biden running around saying he may listen to the doctors, depending on where we are five months from now, he's uh, allowing for the possibility of us having a national mask mandate five months from now. And this is what's happening in in Sweden. Um, so a hundred uh, people were a day were dying. 
uh, and now it's down to uh, five and, and dropping from there. And he says, since people generally die around three weeks after infection, that suggests virtually no one is now being infected. Get that. No one is now being infected. There's not any new uh, not, people are not coming down with it anymore. Uh, that sounds again like heaven. If we assume around 0.5% of those infected die, which I think is very generous, he says, more on that later, that means three weeks back, 1,000 people were getting infected per day in the whole country, which works out to a daily risk per person of getting infected of 1 in 10,000. And remember, the risk of dying is at the very most 1 in 200 if you actually do get infected, and that was three weeks ago. Basically, this is from Dr. What's his name again? Make sure I get the name right. Uh, Bush, uh, Bush Bomb? No, Rushworth. Sorry. Sebastian Rushworth. That was close. Bush. Sebastian Rushworth. He says, uh, basically, COVID is in all practical senses over and done with in Sweden. That's what he says. This is a doctor. Can you imagine the joy? There might be a different kind of rioting, uh, you know, a happy rioting, just uh, people going out in the streets and celebrating if someone would come out and make that statement in the United States that uh, that COVID is done, over and done with in Sweden, in all practical senses. senses that's what he says. In total, COVID has killed under 6,000 people in a country of 10 million, a country with an annual death rate of around 100,000 people. That makes COVID a mere blip in terms of its effect on mortality. And that's why it is nonsensical to compare COVID to other major pandemics like the 1918 pandemic that killed tens of millions of people. COVID will never even come close to those numbers. Uh, and yet many countries have shut down their entire economies, stopped children from uh, going to school and made long, large portions of their population unemployed in order to deal with this disease. The media have been proclaiming that only a small percentage of the population have antibodies, and therefore it is impossible that herd immunity has developed. This is the doctor talking now. He says, well, if herd immunity hasn't developed, where are all the sick people? Why has the rate of infection dropped so precipitously? Considering that most people in Sweden are leading their lives normally now, not socially distancing, not wearing masks, there should still be high rates of infection. I'll read that sentence again. Considering that most people in Sweden are leading their lives normally. Just think about that for a minute, being able to lead your life normally. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's almost unimaginable. Not socially distancing. Not just just forgetting, just going out and being you and not worrying about how far you're standing away from somebody or whether you have your stupid mask on. Not wearing masks. There should still be high rates of infection. The reason we test for antibodies is because it's easy and cheap. Antibodies are, in fact, not the body's main defense against virus infections. T-cells are, but T-cells are harder to measure than antibodies, so we don't really do it clinically. It is quite possible to have T-cells that are specific for COVID and thereby make you immune to the disease without having any antibodies. Personally, I think this is what has happened. Everybody who works in the emergency room where I work has had the antibody test. Very few actually have antibodies. This is in spite of being exposed to huge numbers of infected people, including at the beginning of the pandemic, before we realized how widespread COVID was and when no one was wearing protective equipment. I'm not denying that COVID is awful for the people who do not really get sick, who do get really sick, or for the families of the people who die, just as, as it is awful for the families of people who die of cancer, influenza, or an opioid overdose. But the size of the response in most of the world not including Sweden, has been totally disproportionate to the size of the threat. Again, this is one doctor, but he's, he's in Sweden, and if that isn't music to your ears, I don't know what is. Again, but the size of the response in most of the world, not including Sweden, has been totally disproportionate to the size of the threat. Now, I've been saying for a long time, and I know nothing. I'm not a doctor. I Nobody should listen to my advice on anything pertaining to this. It's just my opinion based on what I've read and the people I've listened to and people like this guy that I think when this is all over, the big debate, and it may not be for another year or longer. I don't know when the debate, the real debate will start or when it's actually going to be over and we can imagine what was described by this doctor here in this piece that he wrote. 
But uh, I've, I've thought for a long time that the, the big debate is going to be, at the end, who overreacted the most? Not necessarily what individual person, but which country, which entity, which government, states, counties, mayors. And that's what I think it's going to come down to. Sweden ripped the metaphorical Band-Aid off. This is the doctor speaking again now, Sebastian Rushworth. Sweden ripped the metaphorical Band-Aid off quickly and got the epidemic over and done with in a short amount of time, while the rest of the world has chosen to try to peel the Band-Aid off slowly. Pretty good description of it. Just rip the Band-Aid off of me, please. I'm begging you. At present, that means Sweden has one of the highest total death rates in the world, but COVID is over in Sweden. Again, he says that. People have gone back to their normal lives, and barely anyone is getting infected anymore. I am willing to bet that the countries that have shut down completely will see rates spike when they open up. So will that be us? If, if we compl- continue to shut down and have 25% uh, capacity at restaurants and, and trying to shame, if not beat people into wearing masks, that when we do come back, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, worse because we don't have the herd immunity. If that, that's what he says. That they're going. To, he thinks that other countries are going to see big spikes when they open up. If that is the case, then there won't have been any point in shutting down in the first place. This is what I mean. Somebody's going to at some point. If this guy's right, we're, people like Tom Wolf and Mario Cuomo and and all these other people running around uh, saying that we're all going to die if we don't wear masks and all this stuff. What are they going to say if, if it's proven that there w- w- was not any point in shutting down in the first place? He says this because all those countries are going to end up with the same number of dead at the end of the day anyway. Shutting down completely in order to decrease the total number of deaths only makes sense if you are willing to stay shut down until a vaccine is available. That could take years. No country is willing to wait that long. And here's the numbers. COVID has at present killed less than 6,000 in Sweden. Is very likely, and by the way, the people who argue against what Sweden did will tell you that they only had like three, uh, uh, several hundred or something in Finland. I don't know what happened in Finland. And anyway, it is very unlikely that the number of dead will go above 7,000. In an average year, 700 people die of influenza in Sweden. Does that mean COVID is 10 times worse than influenza? No, because influenza has been around for centuries, whilst COVID is, while COVID is completely new. In an average influenza year, most people already have some level of immunity because they've been infected with a similar strain previously or because they're vaccinated. So it's quite possible or, in fact, likely that the case fatality rate for COVID is the same as for influenza or only slightly higher and that the entire difference we have seen is due to the complete lack of any immunity in the population at the start of the pandemic. This conclusion makes sense of the Swedish fatality members uh, numbers. If we've reached a point where there is hardly any active infection going on anymore in Sweden, in spite of the fact that there is barely any social distancing happening, then that suggests at least 50% of the population has been infected already and has developed immunity, which is 5 million people. This number is perfectly reasonable if we assume a reproductive number for the virus of two. If each person infects two people within a five-day period and you start with just one infected person in the country, you'll reach a point where several million are infected in just four months. If only 6,000 are dead out of 5 million infected, that works out to a case fatality rate of 0.12%, roughly the same as regular old influenza, which no one is the least bit frightened of and which we don't shut down our societies for. That's my new hero, Dr. Sebastian Rushworth. And again, he's a doctor at a major hospital, large hospital in Stockholm. And he's declaring, based on what he's seeing, he said it's anecdotally, he's saying that it's over in Sweden. And he's saying it's over despite the fact that they didn't shut down non-essential businesses. Uh, they, they let the kids go to school. Uh, and very few people have, this is one of my favorite lines in the whole piece, very few people have bothered with face masks in public. So some people want to blame the 6 million deaths on not wearing face masks. He's saying that we only had 6 million deaths. We would have had the same number anyway, uh, no matter what we did in the, when it's all said and done. And we ended up with the same number of deaths, most of them uh, of people over 80, and a lot of them in nursing homes, uh, and 
we didn't shut down. And and the the mistakes that Sweden made early are the same ones everybody made, it looks to me, like uh, that they uh, – they didn't protect the, the people who were in real danger, really the only people who were in real danger, and that's old people and other people with serious underlying conditions. The, 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 in, in all the countries, it's old, old people and sick old people and maybe just sick people who are dying, and so they ruined the lives of millions and millions of people here in the United States by putting their businesses uh, under and it may have done zero good. If it turns out that that's the case, who's going to apologize? Who's going to accept the blame? Boy, there's going to be a lot of finger pointing, but it's a very, really good chance, to, at least as far as I'm concerned, based on what I'm reading here, that we went through a lot of grief for nothing. I'll be right back. When Tom Yakupin at New Era Health Plans talks to people about health insurance, they tell him they worry about having quality health insurance and their finances. Tom knows he will help with both. Hi, Mike Gallagher here. People are paying huge deductibles and premiums with Obamacare, but you can get a health plan with exclusive benefits and features. No deadlines, enroll anytime. Plans include coverage for COVID-19 testing and medical expenses. If you're under 65 and in decent health, you, your family, or business buys your own health insurance, or you're paying ridiculous COBRA rates that you're going to have to change anyway, Call Tom Yakupin at New Era Health Plans. They help folks buy health plans with flexible acceptance and rates 30 to 60% lower with no deductibles or copays. Compare your coverage to what New Era Health Plans can offer. This is the best non-Obamacare plan available today. Call 724-230-4500. Write it down. 724-230-4500 or go to neweraHealthPlans.com. That's neweraHealthPlans.com, a quality plan managed and chosen by you, not the government. Hey, John Stagerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now, it comes with a 10 year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. And it's made in the USA. And backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 716 you open the basement door and there it is. The laundry basket is calmly floating by. The lake is not supposed to be there, but that's what can happen when you wait too long to clean the gutters. Now, think about the recent market crash. Is your retirement plan underwater? Now might be a good time to clean up your retirement plan and maybe even get some gutter guards. Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors are clearing their schedule to help as many families as possible get through these uncomfortable times. Call 800-426-1428 to schedule a call or virtual meeting. There can be opportunities even in times like this. Connect with Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors. 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Stock market, have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word money to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. 
text money to 411411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo. Text money to 411411 so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions and privacy policy. This is the John Steigerwald show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, as you know, the uh, Republican convention has started today. By the way, tomorrow at uh, 515, I'm going to have a guy on the show named uh, Donald Trump Jr. He will be my guest tomorrow at 515. So uh, check us out. 515, Donald Trump Jr. tomorrow. Um, meanwhile, tonight, uh, the, the late night shows, which I never even think for one second to watch, um, we'll be having a lot of fun ripping the uh, ripping the Republicans. They'll find lots of things to make fun of. Uh, but what they should have done, uh, I think, is learned from Johnny Carson, who is the master of the late-night talk show. Listen to what he said uh, when Mike Wallace asked him about why he doesn't get involved in politics. Do you get sensitive about the fact that people say he'll never take a serious controversy? Well, I have an answer to that. I said, now, tell me the last time that Jack Benny... Red Skelton, uh, any comedian, use his show to do serious issues. That's not what I'm there for. Can't they see that? But you're not. Why do they think that just because you have a Tonight Show that you must deal in serious issues? That's a danger. It's a real danger. Once you start that, you start to get that self-important feeling that what you say has great import. And you know... Strangely enough, you could use that show as a forum. You could sway people, and I don't think you should as an entertainer. And now I want to finish with this. I hope I have time to get it in. This was written in, uh, by, this is from C.S. Lewis, who died 50, uh, 60 years ago. Of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. It would be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. Boy, is that right. The robber baron's cruelty may sometimes sleep, his cupidity may at some point be satiated, but those who torment us for our own good will torment us without an end, for they do so with the approval of their own conscience. They may be more likely to go to heaven, yet at the same time likelier to make hell of earth. This very kindness stings with intolerable insult to be cured against one's will and cured of states which we may not regard as diseases is to be put on a level of those who have not yet reached the age of reason, of those who never will to be chased with infants. Class, classed with infants, imbeciles, and domestic animals. Bingo. Talk to you tomorrow. Donald Trump Jr. John right Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.